Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 8, reading from the Passion Translation, and then John chapter 21, verses 15 to 17, and that is the NIV. On the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Jacob and Salome, made their way to the tomb. It was very early in the morning. They had purchased embalming spices so that they might anoint the body of Jesus. They had been asking one another, who can roll away the heavy stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? But when they arrived, they discovered that the very large stone that had sealed the tomb already rolled away. And as they stepped into the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right, dressed in a, long, in a long white robe. The woman was startled and amazed. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I know that you're looking here for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He isn't here. I said he isn't here. He is risen victoriously look see the place where they laid him <clears throat> run and tell his disciples even Peter that he is risen he has gone ahead of you into Galilee and you will see him there just like he told you they staggered out of the tomb awestruck and they ran to tell the disciples John chapter 21 verse 15 to 17 NIV version when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my lambs. Again, Jesus asked, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, then take care of my sheep. The third time, Jesus said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because he asked him this question the third time. Do you love me? And Peter said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I really love you. I want to preach to you on the subject Go tell Peter. Go tell Peter. Many of you are probably familiar with this movie, um, the Rocky movie, where he runs up the stairs in Philadelphia and raises his hand. And, um, and there are so many Rocky movies. Uh, anybody know how many Rocky movies were actually made? Who somebody said seven, seven, seven. 
seven worldwide. And, and, and you know why they keep being made? Because all of the Rocky movies together have sold $1.4 billion. Amen. Well, not amen. A wish. <laughs> and of course, the actor in Rocky is, as you know, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, I believe this year is the, uh, uh, I think it's 42 years now that Rocky movies have been put out. <laughs> and number eight is coming out this year. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, and then, of course, so we, we, we like Rocky. We like someone who's tough. You don't, you don't name a wimp Rocky. You don't, you don't name somebody who is soft Rocky. <laughs> of course, there's this uh, other person who, if you can get the next slide, uh, and he, this man, he, he is called The Rock, and uh, he is actually start, started out as, anybody know how he got his start as what? A wrestler. A wrestler. I don't know if you have a picture there. <laughs> yeah. So long ago, he had hair back then. <laughs> yeah. But again, he didn't get the name The Rock being built soft. Look at all those muscles. Amen. Someday. Oh. <laughs> yeah, then I woke up from the dream. <laughs> but the point is, is that you know, these two uh, characters or uh, men, uh, they have either the nickname The Rock or Rocky because they are solid, they're strong, they are people who are not soft. And so, you know, you have Jesus giving this man, Peter, a nickname, another name. He said, I'm going to change your name from Peter, from Simon, which means in Hebrew to listen, I'm going to change your name to Peter, which means stone or rock. And then he says in Matthew chapter uh, 16, verse 8, and just to show people that you're not soft, upon this rock, I am going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now, I know we know that the interpretation means Jesus is the rock. I get it. But I have to believe that when Peter first heard that, he's like, yeah. He probably turned to his 11, the, his other, his 11 colleagues and said, yeah, I'm the man. I'm, I'm, I'm the rock. He can depend upon me. And then, I don't know how long, much later, but they're sitting uh, at dinner the, the night before Jesus is about to be crucified. And he washes their feet. They have this wonderful meal. Everybody's happy and joyful. And all of a sudden, Jesus kind of drops a bomb in the middle of dinner that kind of takes the air out of the party. You know, everybody's talking, hey, how you doing? Huh? Who's going to be first in the kingdom? And hey, I'm, and all of a sudden, and Peter's like, no, I'm the rock. Don't forget, I'm the rock. And all of a sudden, Jesus drops a bomb. When are you going to betray me? Whoa, 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 whoa. We, we, we've, been, we've been hanging with you for three years. I mean, you, 
you're our man. We, we need to betray you. No, we, we possibly, we, this cannot happen, but you know all things. So I was like, is it I? Is it I? No, it's not. And then Peter, the rock, I will never betray you. Roy may. Eric may. Beyond all you may, but not me because I'm the rock. And Jesus says, you know what? Before the alarm clock goes off, today. Let me, in the next few hours, you're not only going to be, you're not, you're not, you're not only going to deny me, but you're going to deny me three times before the morning comes. Could you imagine how shocked Peter is? Like, I, are you kidding me? Now, you're going to understand, Peter's a, Peter's a bad boy. Because when they went to arrest Jesus, the boy who put his head on Jesus, Peter put out a, took out a switchblade and sliced the man's ear off. So Peter's no pwn. And I imagine after he took out the sword and sliced the guy's ear off, he probably said, yeah, <laughs> and I'm going to betray you, huh? Can you just see what I just did? And yet... We know the story of those of you who don't know. He ended up betraying Jesus, not betraying, denying Jesus three times. And the final time was a heartbreaker because here's this big rough, rough rider, you know, fisherman. And a little 12-year-old girl says, I, I, I detect you have, I know you're Galilean because I detect a Texas accent. I, I know you from Galilee. <laughs> And he and G and, and Peter said, not only do I not know him, but he cussed to make sure she knew he wasn't a follower. And then all of a sudden the alarm clock goes off. Cock-a-doodle-doo. And Peter remembers what Jesus said. And he wept bitterly. Of course, Jesus is crucified, spent three days, uh, well, he rises on the third day, but during that time, he is dead, he is in hell, he is in hell, taking the keys from the devil, the keys of death. And how do you think Peter felt during those days? I imagine the more he thought about it, the more guilty he felt. And I'm almost quite sure that when he found out that Judas hung himself, he probably said, I, I feel like doing the same because I can't believe that this man who called me Rocky this man who said, I'm counting on you to build this enterprise called the church, that I failed him. And I'm quite sure many of you have been in situations where you, you thought you had certain things covered. And you, you didn't simply disappoint the people around you. You disappointed yourself. 
remember my pastor, Pastor Jonathan, once said that, that he disappointed his father in a situation so bad that he said, you know, just beat me, just slap me, just, just do something. And all his father said to him was, I'm disappointed in you. I thought I raised you better than this. And so Peter's probably saying, not only is Jesus dead, but it's over. And then he gets this news. He has that Jesus is alive, just like he said he would be. But I imagine in his mind, he's probably saying, well, he's alive now, but I'm probably the last person he wants to see. I mean, it's easy for us to say he is alive and share. But maybe on the one hand for Peter, it's a joy because this man I love is alive. But on the other hand, there's a sense of, I don't even know if he wants to see my face. And this is what I love about Jesus is that when he rises from the dead, the first thing Jesus does is look for community. And I love what he says to the woman, tell my disciples I'm alive and even Peter. Other translation says, uh, the, the um, contemporary English Bible says, tell my disciples that I'm alive, especially Peter. The easy read version says, be sure to tell Peter. And then the, uh, the NLT, New Living Translation, and the Good News Bible says, include, make sure you include Peter. Go tell Peter. See, when Jesus um, was trying to get a hold of Peter, um, Jesus, he knows Peter's sitting in, in a place that's not a good place. And he says to Peter, he, he, he basically said, Peter, I need, to, I need to take you. How many of you have ever been in a bad place? Like, like, like not so much a, a bad place like hanging out with people, but emotionally, mentally, you've been in a bad place. And, and Peter, he wasn't simply in a bad place. He was in a sad place. And Jesus came to get us out of our sad places. What is a sad place? A sad place is a place of shame, a place of anger, and a place of, um, of disappointment. Sad place, a place of shame. I don't think there's anybody under the sound of my voice who's never been in a place of shame. And shame is painful. And yet Jesus has come to, just like he came to rescue Peter out of his shame, he has come to rescue out of your shame. I remember uh, somebody shared, and they shared recently, that when they got baptized, they shared, they talked about how this church, our mission is restoring broken lives, and they talked about how when they came to this church and gave their life to Jesus, their lives were so restored 
that Jesus took them out of their shame. And in their testimony, because we have people say, uh, tell their story. And everybody has a story. There is his story and there is her story. Everybody has a story. And I love hearing people's stories about how they got to where they came to or how they came to PT. And I remember uh, this woman saying that when I, when, I, when I gave my testimony, my story at baptism, I said, and, you know, thank God because he, he rescued me from the shame of being abused as a child. And, and one of her relatives, their eyes popped out, and they're basically, and they were like, I can't believe you would say that in front of all these people. But because she could say that in front of all these people, let you know that Jesus got her out of her shame. Is there anybody here that Jesus has delivered you from your shame? You, you, you may have the markings that remind you, but the pain and the wound is gone because of Jesus. Jesus can rescue us from our anger. Probably the other side of anger is depression or, or, or frustration. I don't know about you, but if you're like me, you probably lost these every once in a while. Can I get a witness? And usually only one person. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and how many of you have ever lost, couldn't find your key just when you're heading out the door and you're already late? Can I get a witness? Okay. And how many of you, this is, this is confession. I know we're not Catholic, but we're, confe we're confession. No. How many of you, the more you look, the angrier you become? Okay. okay. There's two people. Okay. I feel, I feel, I feel. Some of you, confession is good for the soul. How many of you, I'll, I'll talk about me now. I won't say how many of you, but, but all of a sudden, when I'm looking for things, I start slamming drawers. Mm -hmm. I... I, I, my wife says, yeah, you know, look, just keep that in the house. Uh, uh, sometimes, although Roy, I, I must admit it, I'll, I'll, I am so angry that I pull out the drawer, turn it upside down, and look for it, and that just get, makes me more angry. Frustration is something that Jesus says, I'll deliver you from. Oh, I'm a witness. He will deliver you from anger. And finally, Jesus will deliver us not simply from shame, not simply from anger, because anger, frustration, and the, and the, uh, the word frustration comes from a Latin word, which means to elude. And that's what usually frustration comes. Something that we want has eluded us. But he also will deliver us like he rescued Peter from disappointment, a failed expectation. And sometimes we can be disappointed because, watch this, we expected more of ourselves. Sometimes some of us are here and we thought we would be further along in life. We thought we would be married by now. We thought we would be, uh, have a 
home by now. We thought we would have a car by now. We thought we would be in a, our own business by now. We have all these that we thought our children would, you know, we have all these expectations. And when we don't reach those expectations, we become disappointed. But I have good news for you. Jesus doesn't wait for you to come to him. He, he comes to you and he, he grabs you and he says, look, I, I'm going to come and, and meet you in your shame, meet you in your anger, meet you in your disappointment. I just need you to take my hand. Peter, the reason why I'm specifically telling you because this is the good news, my plan for you has not changed. Hallelujah. As sad as you, as sad as you are, as shameful as you are, as angry as you are, as disappointed as you are in yourself, my plan for you hasn't changed. And I got good news for you. God's plan for you, no matter what you've done, no matter what kind of mess you got yourself into, he, his plan for you hasn't changed. Oh, that's good news. In fact, well, where is that found? Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you. And not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Or I like the message Bible. This is God's word on the subject of you. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Are you sure you still want to use me? I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned. I have it all planned out. Even, even your mess, I made arrangements for in my plan. I, Peter, I told you you were going to mess up, but my plan hasn't changed. Amen. You're still going to become rocky. Yeah. Da, 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 Adrian. Anyway, <laughs> I, have plans to, I have plans to take care of you and not abandon you, plans to give you the future you hope for. In other words, Jesus says, I've come to redeem you. I've come to redeem you. Most of you, like me, you take these bottles and you, how many of you actually redeem these bottles, all your bottles? Raise your hand. You redeem all your bottles. Put your hand up. Okay, okay, okay. How many of you throw them away? Yeah, most of us, we throw them away. Okay. Well, we recycle them, but 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 that's same thing as throwing them away. They're not in your house anymore, and so you take the bottle and you recycle. And you put them in that blue bin, okay, and you throw it away, okay. But you know that if you redeem them, what will happen? You huh? You get money back. So. In other words, someone will pay you for the bottle you've thrown away. Now, we have a big bottle. Are you with me? And we have a smaller bottle. Okay? How much will they give you for the big bottle? Well, how much? Five cents. How much will they give you for the little bottle? Okay, so in other words, it's the same price. For the bottle, whether it's a big bottle or a small bottle, whether you're a big sinner or a little sinner, 
the price is still the same. And what's the price? How much? No, no, no. For the bottle. Five cents. Five cents. So I want to buy that bottle that's worth nothing. Okay? And this is what I want to give you. Okay? And I want to buy your bottle for five. And this is what I'm going to give you. Now tell me something, sir. How much is that? One dollar. How much is that? One dollar. Wait a minute. You said it costs five cents. But instead, I gave you what? One dollar. I gave you what? I gave you more than what you were worth. You were redeemed with goats and sheep, but Jesus says you're worth more than that. I'm going to give you my life. He has purchased your life out of the hands of the devil who wanted to take you to death. But Jesus, not only did he purchase you, but he says, you're mine. And one day I'm going to hold you up as a trophy. No shame, no anger, no disappointment, because I went and got you right where you are.